Aluminum. Medville says, properties of the elements and thus properties of lights and heavenly bodies formed by them are in periodic dependence on their atomic weights. Booyah. Booyah. So he's saying when you're looking at a star, I think what I hear from this, if I'm going to paraphrase it in my modern stoner lingo, when you're looking at that star and it's got a special shimmer, you're like, wow, why is that star a little bit more blue or a little bit more orange? Well, maybe it has something to do with the atmosphere, but if it's different than the star that's next to it, it probably has more to do with the elements and the gases and the way that the light is radiating and reflecting off or through. However that, you know, however you're receiving the energy of that star, it's got different elements in it. It's got a different elemental composition. There might be more boron in it or more xenon or something else. Heraglithus, the island triangle guy, mm. he had said that what is coming P through Pythag it... Pythagoras. 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 You had it right uh, just one time ago. Pythagoras. Pythagoras. Yes. Well, he's on an island and he's coming up with uh, the notations of music and he believed that the planets themselves, all heavenly bodies, rang out notes of vibration based on their orbit and distance to each other. So based on their orbit and distance, what they're coming through, it might be the elements, but it is, it is, uh, it's some sort of sound. We humans simply lack the ability to hear this music of the spheres. These mathematical ratios help to define every system of intuition throughout. Well, I don't know about that last part. Intuition? Wait, say that again. These mathematical ratios help to define every system of intonation, intonation. throughout history. Oh, intonation is a nice word to think about with all this because this is the tuning this is like why did they choose 60 hertz that's like an intonation i know that's what i was trying to like decision. dig into it's just like that's it an is an intonation decision. decision yeah that's why i didn't like that sentence i'm just like well i don't know if that is what this is what, like, what is. he's saying is that a, a, a deep and profound understanding of these elements and their frequencies and their periodic nature should inform any decisions about this intonation of our structural infrastructural universe that we're building as humans we're building our human world well we should be pretty in tuned to the nature of the cosmos and the elements and the energies that they have and be careful to intone our frequencies and our periodic natures and our systems with theirs how can we even be sure though if we're like in tune and intoned with it I'm like, pretty certain that we're not right now. Yeah, what is all you, this shit with the 30 and 31 days and it doesn't make any sense? Uh, and yeah, one of them's 28. Yeah. You always feel good on the 28th day. What is that, February? I could easily be February? convinced that It's that right was, though, right? What is the 28th day month? February? Yeah. It feels good. February is a great month. Okay, for it sure. It feels good. You know why though? Because we're in a groove. We're all in a big groove and we've all been in it in a long time. It's very easy to be convinced that this is the way it is for some logical reason. It's been this way for a long time. Well, guess what? It hasn't actually been this way for very long. It hasn't actually long. been that long. It hasn't actually been that long. And it's science not is actually, not. And science is I hate not to be opinionated. Old. I hate to be opinionated, <laughs> but it's not that good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all right. It's no, all right. we've been doing it for two thousand years. It's an old groove. It's an outdated, kind of weird groove that we shouldn't have been in for this long. It is bizarre to be doing something that is not directly. Natural. interlaced with, with your habitat, the habitat if, yeah. with the thing that you are <laughs> Our immersed thing in is very weird so weird that it's trying to alienate us from the feelings that we get in nature maybe that was just a step we needed to take in order to kind of get out of it a little bit to kind of get out of 
of that uh of that nature feel it was nice i'm not saying that we've been in a wrong place it's just this weird psychedelic adventure that we're on we're all getting on these weird trips and god wants to tune us into the best trip we're not necessarily on it he's working with humanity all the time to try to get humanity to listen to him oh, most so, of the time humanity doesn't listen so to if him. we want to tune back in we gotta, gotta get s- into the void we gotta gotta, we gotta actually listen change these weird things that we're doing because most of what we have is not god's dictate it's man's religious dictate they thought they were doing god's work but they weren't doing it very well i don't say yeah these gregorians yeah. who stole the pagans religion from them you know we should look into that they might have been onto something i mean they probably that. were trying i, I doubt they that they were hard in there and they're just they like were oh we're best, gonna dude. crush this they were doing their best they were just you know all what? out of whack they you were know not what? in a good no- zone and somehow the creation that they made stood when the first clocks came into town when the churches put up the first bell and started ringing out time yeah people dude were not were feeling that. that they were not feeling it Tell me we, that. You never had to be anywhere at any sort of time. That. And all of a sudden now in the center of town, they put up a bell and they say that really? this is when this is to be. There was a time when time was first invented in the, the sense of time that for bell, a town. That bell was a tool that was communicating something. And it was one of the most early and po- powerful tools. It was one of those metal things that had been created that nobody ever had before. A big bell that you could ring. Yeah, it was communicating time. And I'm just saying when time emerged, bell, not everybody was happy with having to be somewhere at that point. Whereas bell, before that I, I section, everybody was saying. doing it by just like, okay. I had finished my lunch and I had gotten some here at this point. Some when people, the tours were done. Some maybe people who were lit and rebellious were like, oh, what the F is this bell oh, thing that they're doing? Into it? Dude, check it. What the bell is is a physical object that communicates something harmonious and beautiful it's like a shape yeah dig that it's a shape that's resonating out this sound what the sound is is a little intonation it's a little build it's a little statue of frequencies that you build you're like i i want this much of the 60 hertz and i want this much of the 64 hertz and then i want a nice little blip going on over there at the 96 hertz and like this i don't know all my hertz perfectly but a i bell- don't think the gregorian guys were knowing their hurts okay, either they, at all. they weren't measuring it now we can look and measure it but you see the shape of this bell yeah that's gonna make a little curve when it comes off let's hear it it's gonna make a sound and they figured out that these beautiful shapes made beautiful sounds dude I, I dig bells i'm not against bells and i do you think that when bells was, came out people were into them dude, and liked them the i'm just saying that when primary. the bell first came onto the scene think about the bell man when they started doing these experiments with animals and bells they figured out that the bell was the easiest way to train the brain that was the number one thing they could do to get that animal to figure out when the food was coming, to get them to salivate before they even saw the food or smelled the food. They just heard the you bell know, sound. I thought that that was just because they had bells around that they used bells. Well, guess who they used the w- bell on before they used it on the mice in the labs? Because that the they used it the on the people in the towns around the churches. And all the people heard those bells every day when the praying was going on. And they started to associate that God was time and time was the church. And that's what happened. And they lost tune with yeah, the rhythm yeah, of nature. Yeah, moved them into a different groove. They heard those bells. into a I different think, groove. I think there was as many or more people who heard those bells, and they weren't like, F it, I don't want it to be 8 a.m. right now. 
they just heard the celestial sound of angels because it was tuning them into the chaotic underworld. There was some bridging of the gap that happens through that heaven, view, chaos, through the translation void, earth, of all those frequencies. We've coming got it through perfectly. We've lined it up. Only they didn't line it up they just, because it they're humans like, and they it messed like it up a, a little psychedelic bit. Psychedelic experience being translated through space. Bro, you gotta hook up your uh, your uh, your new time. And hook it up with bells to this so that the bells are ringing with this whole cycle. Okay, do you know what a... Um, You'll probably end up just sounding like birds. You know what a, um, a calliope is? No, no, no. A calliope is a steam-powered organ. Ooh, oh, so it's the, with the breath of, of life coming through They're it? Quite the way loud. like a steam train is? They're almost as loud as Breathing in and out, like combustion you can, of, you could, of living? A, a good calliope, I mean, you could probably build different ones, but you can build a calliope that could be heard for a 30-mile radius. And it can just, they used them back in the 30 day. 30 mile radius organ? Yeah. That is fucking these bad. Big, these big, ass. like, tooting horns of steam, steam powered toots coming through big pipes. Yeah. Could you imagine holding notes on that and just ripping through it? Well, that all. Bending most, space and time through just hear, longer notes of a solo Jimi Hendrix style. Just. Blah, 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 okay, so. You've seen images of these funny-looking decorated organ things. How does it feel to be on your own? Things? Just a rolling stone, <laughs> right? The fucking organ Big sound that kicked off, kicked off everybody's of freedom through the '60s, rolling off of a circus behind a trailer full of elephants. Um, <laughs> that's where it was at. All those early circus people were building their own custom calliopes so that oh, they could roll you through town. If you're gonna and roll play through a circus, you gotta have the joyous music. Organ. Guess what they would do with these calliopes? You know, and they played all that crazy, yeah, yeah, super yeah. fun, happy clown music. Yeah, because they were trying to attract townspeople to the circus. Yeah, because what attracts somebody more than happy clown music? Happy, big, happy, loud music that's emanating off of the hillside or wherever, and you come and you find what it is. So I think a calliope could be used to tune people into the new calendar. There'd be small <laughs> blips. Fuck yeah, small yeah, musical yeah, blips. Yeah, ride that, dude. You're gonna take him in with the clowns. No, it just the be- cosmic clown, dude. He believes in no order. Check it. He be- humor is the enemy of authority i haven't figured he believes out in just anything and everything could be right i haven't figured out the details yet but i think that small musical phrases extremely small like a sentence you know or something like that could be programmed to tune people into these 11 hours in that way when we all have our cell phone rings it is almost as if it's not a uh, interruptive modern technology sound entering to our lives it's almost as if it is the natural life coming back to us through our technology because those sounds are triggered by people mm. it's somebody calling you and yeah. a person is still a person channeling you know made of yes. earth and channeling through so it's like they're singing that beep beep bop bop and it's coming through and you have no choice but to be on time when you are in the realm of what is on the earth between heaven and existing through a deciphered void we have the freedom of speech that is the most fundamental and sacred right that we as americans have so we have the right to make our own calliope blasts on the 11 hours per day cycle there's nothing against that um you know what i haven't even touched this one yet um so Check it. Can I share? That's a Im- great use of freedom. That's a great use of freedom to mm-hmm. be marching to a calliope mm-hmm. like you're an arrival of elephants in a new town. So here's the and you're thing. inviting other people to join you. Can I share an embarrassing story on this podcast that yeah. happened to me uh, yesterday? Okay, I'm almost cringing. 
<laughs> driving home with Taya and Bay. Oh no. Oh no. I'm always very perturbed by all of the tailgating that's going on in our valley, um, in our community. People don't respect the three second rule anymore. Everybody follows at one point two wow, seconds. That the the amount of time that it takes for uh, when a car stops in front of you in order for you to stop. What a way to think of time existing in a different type of realm. That's how Einstein was thinking about it. And that's how if you're a Mayan, you're the most focused on Mm -hmm. it, moving through time. Right. So you're frustrated about this? They were watching the stars move across the sky and measuring time through that type of movement. That was their main. The Mayans and the Aztecs, I think, were mainly measuring the stars' movement. But you're right. It was movement. Yeah, but they were they were measuring it that way, but they were concerned about mm-hmm. it moving mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. And the, it moving forward is the space condensing between the car stopping in front right. of you with the brake lights. And- so I'm seeing this all happening. I'm seeing Bailey in the back seat. I'm seeing time condensing into an accident because this guy's behind me tailgating me. And I was getting more and more flustered and upset. And so I started sticking my head out of the window, as I sometimes do, and I was using hand gestures to try to communicate with this driver that I'd like a little bit more space between us, kind of stretching <laughs> out my arms and my hands. And I was <laughs> trying like to count off single. the seconds. I was trying to show so them you're that moving the three your seconds weren't there. You know, they were With your hands out second. the window is what you're doing? I now? had my whole body out of the window. I'm looking at this person. I'm hanging out the window. I'm gesturing to them for like 30 is to 45 seconds. Tay is driving. Okay, okay, okay. Tay is asking okay. me. I'm passenger. Yeah. Tay is asking me to get back in the car. She's kind of upset that i'm doing this yeah are There's you making eye contact of, of course i'm trying to yeah does do they see you do they catch your eyes well the thing that's upsetting me is that they obviously can see me i feel that i'm being quite clear with my hand gestures and yet they're not backing off and so i get mad i got mad and i was raising my voice and yelling and cursing yeah and i realized after the effect so Taya got upset she pulled the car over and gave me a stern talking to yeah and I realized that I didn't have the proper tool. What I needed was a bullhorn. <laughs> In science, it's all I'm, about having the proper tool. I am legally allowed as a citizen and to carry a bullhorn and use citizen, it to communicate if I need to be a little bit allowed. louder and more clear about what needs to be communicated. Oh and I think gosh. that I should. I was either thinking that that's Metatorf, the tool. if you get a blowhorn. Let me tell you the other tool I oh, came up no. with to maybe solve this problem. Because I'm extremely perturbed about these tailgaters you have to keep you in mind. You know how you solve the problem? It's 90% of people is are you, following at 1.2 seconds. Is you pull over and you let them pass. I do a lot. That's, I do this a lot. That's how you solve the problem. I do it very, very frequently. It doesn't solve the problem because it's still very dangerous for everybody out there who's following at 1.2 seconds. I want to change those people so they follow at three seconds. I don't okay, know if so, I can. So you got a blowhorn? So I could use a bullhorn. A the bull other horn. tool that I was thinking is I could just call 911 like oh every God. single time and, and, and report, report tailgater? the tailgaters. They should be reported. It's extremely dangerous. It's not okay. on the forefront of any of the police officers to give out these tickets. They can give out tailgating tickets at their discretion it's if they think it's dangerous and they see it happening they can give out a ticket at any time but they don't why are they not giving these tickets out i really don't feel good about the tailgating in our culture it's dangerous it's everybody just being rushed and wanting to be faster and faster on the road all the time it's it's uh, it's not a good groove it's not relaxed it's not peaceful not my role and so uh, well, i don't think the road has to be I relaxed mean, and i don't think it has to be peaceful but it certainly has to be safe and it so it needs to be the safest that it like, could be and the safest role is to even lower the speed limits below what they are now everybody knows that if we lowered the speed limits and followed them and followed the three second rule that it would be a lot safer roads like way safer 
much lower percentage of bodily injury on these roads. So why aren't we doing it? Because we're all impatient fucking Americans racing around to get to our next thing. As important as it is to get there in two seconds flat, it's much more important to get there as fast as possible than it is to protect your family. That's right, though. It is Dude, important to get there as fast as are possible. are going crazy right now. It there, is every single person be able to go is following as fast as you at 1.2 seconds. Start counting it. You know how to count seconds when you're driving? Do you know? No. Okay. If you're going and you see like a telephone pole or any kind of object that you're going to be driving past, a decisive object, you roll past it and you start counting when you pass it. So you're counting all these people that you're driving around? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm trying to teach them how to do it. And it's building a fire and you're teaching them with your hand signals while you're hanging out the side window. And you've decided now that you need to blow blow, a megaphone in order to better, like, give this. So I don't have to raise my voice and get mad. I can just be loud. You can just be loud and calm. Matt, please stop tailgating. What you are doing is illegal. I am calling 911 now. (laughs) Yeah, the intersection of freedom is interesting on shared spaces like roads. But we also have all the freedom to be going fast and to be rushing. I would love it if people passed me. Yes. I love it when That's people pass me. It's happening. very frequently safe to pass. Yeah. Yet people are terrified to do it. Yeah. For some reason, for some reason, Kyle, they are not afraid to follow at 1.2 seconds, but they are terrified to go over the double yellow line. Don't go over the double yellow line. That's dangerous. They told me I can't pass here. So there's some changes that need to happen, and the tools. The tools that they were using in the early days were the bell and the other powerful communication tools. So I'm interested in these things. I'm trying to up my game on my communications tools. That's wow. So if you were some at some point emitting all kinds of bells and whistles in order to be instructing a more... Uh, in and tune apps. with the earth and apps. in earth time frame mm. that is then just spreading out outside of you and it would be emitting calm to the bells and loud through the megaphone and you would just be saying that uh, we communicate our energies to the world through these cycles through these channels through these tools through these frequencies through these releases hanging out the side of the car <laughs> Now I won't have to hang as far. I'll just put the bullhorn out. You know what it's called when you go outside the car and walk all the way around? That's Ghost Ride the Whip. I won't go into too many details about the other tool that I came up for this endeavor, but it's uh, probably going to be created using some type of a rat trap and um, a hopper, and it's going to be hidden underneath my back bumper, but it'll be operated with a switch on the dash for the driver. You press the button, and it just launches a little pebble up from the road towards the windshield of the person oh who's tailgating. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So you're going to start breaking windows? I don't know if it'll break windows. If I'll have to pick the right pebble size, because if I can just give them a couple of little chinks, then maybe they'll back off. Oh, man. Well... I could tell them with the megaphone first. Then you're about to release the pebbles. <laughs> The thing is, is that you won't be able to see the device and they'll just be bopping up from the road. So it's just like, hey, you're too close. Chink. Yeah. You should back off now. Chink, chink. I don't know if it would work or not, but these are the... I'm trying to think of... I just had tools. pebbles hit my window, man. They, they definitely fucking you, break you it. you follow too close they to somebody, they it. can bop up from the road, from a tire, from anything. It's not smart to follow too close to people. Yeah, yeah. Not too smart. People are followers. They're very comfortable following. They like to follow because then they don't have to decide. 
anything. They don't have to be independent. They don't have to function at an independent level. I'm just drafting. You're just drafting. Just collecting the speed. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to get into this history of a uh, periodic table and the periodic uh, 19 or the periodic 69s. So what we got going on here? I, so it's 69, 69, 69 is what has happened. 18, 19, February 17th, 20? 1969. Johnny Cash and Bob Seven, Dylan. You're talking about 17, 18, and 1969. 1769? 17, uh, no, 17. What do you got? I don't know what happened 18. in 1769. I don't know what happened in 1769. But in 1669, 1969, okay. And, mm-hmm. Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash have their record, uh, have their record session in Nashville. February 17th, 1869. Menville is making his, uh, atomic periodic table and releases it. It composes all of, all of the elements that are as thus far known and leaves spaces in the periodic distribution for new elements to come in. Cause Mendelssohn was only working with, uh, like 60 plus elements. Mm. And that's the thing that mm. made his table super dope is that it was like, uh, more of the prime ones that are elemented to our world it was the only ones that they had like that they had found at that point yeah the first of one thing what makes this out. table dope is that it was historical it was used then and then it's modern it's still used because new findings uh um they call into question the theoretical foundations of it but scientists managed to incorporate results while preserving the table structure so that means as it's been moving forward, the displayed similar properties of uh, at regular intervals continues. So the empty spaces that he's left for elements to be uh, filled in uh, continue to work through. Mm. Um, 1779? I don't mean to shake up. Shake it. Shake it. 1779. I didn't know. I didn't know. Hit me. But Time, we'll... Timeline of the American Revolution, July through September July 16th, American Revolutionary War, Battle of Stony Point, United States forced forces led by General Anthony Wayne capture Stony Point. July 22nd, Battle of Minisink, the Goshen Militia. So there are many, many things. Important things happen all the time. Yeah, but we're looking for 69. There what are you going to just jump 10 years as if it doesn't matter? We're talking about intervals. You do that and you're going to get a whole different atomic mass. These things are precise. We're trying to be scientists here. They're precise, but they're also somewhat irregular. They're not perfectly periodic. They're periodic with these like natural irregularities like the like the lanthanide series. So these weird things happen where you're like, oh, it's periodic. But then we have to like take this one and jump five before we start doing the period again. Because these like strange things come up in it. You know when Mendelssohn was uh, putting together the table? I think that, that's why it took him a long time to figure it out. It wasn't he, as simple as his 60. He was hanging out with his buddy, and yeah. his buddy was translating the Sanskrit alphabet into German. Mm-hmm. And his buddy looked at him and said, it could be periodic. It could be moving in, in this space. And Mendelssohn saw that, and he said, uh, it also is a spiral. And so uh, when you, you, can or, you can organize it in the table, but you can also just organize it as a spiral. Mm-hmm. And you can check out graphs of it uh, growing up mm-hmm. in that way. Mm-hmm. I wish uh, that I knew the right one of these to pull up, but my buddy Stephen Robbins is a really great local astrologer. 
and he's made some really interesting connections to the early American Revolution times, and astrologically speaking, we're at that point of periodic nature again. We're uh, oh, we're back to the same the star alignment as as revolutionary we're times. At that time again, astrologically speaking, according to Stephen Robbins, I'd have to pull up the little evidence that he says, but he's like, look, this is what was going on with Jupiter and Mercury and Saturn at that time. Here we are again. Um. Yeah, so Paragathus believed that the planets themselves, all heavenly bodies, rang out notes of vibration based on their orbit and distance to each other. The uh, Egyptians, when uh, they were thinking of uh, how the planet, how the world came into, when God was creating humans, that uh, God asked the angels, which was the planets, all right, I'm going to create a being that is in my likeness. What have you got to give it? And so the planets were... uh, um, uh, like uh, just huge beans of some sort of sensation. So Mars is giving uh, bravery to humans. And I don't know what it was, but Ginebakadiku uh, is giving uh, resilience or a sense of weakness. Like these, uh, these ideas or these feelings are coming through this thing. So in that sense, I could see the astrology uh, lining up in some sort of thing. And we probably are on some sort of... Uh, yeah, like massive record plane that is coming through with these different feelings that are coming through and constructing us as we are. But we don't really know, and we didn't really know what the other elements were, because all we had is what we could reach down and grab. So in another interval of 69, we had this guy, Brand, and he was the first guy to come up with, to scientifically make an element. And so Brand was on his second wife because his first wife had died while he had used all of her fortune to be an alchemist. Because at the time, everybody was trying to turn everything into silver and gold. They just thought that there would be a way to do this. And it had been going on for a bit. There was recipe books. He was working from a recipe book that had over 400 recipes and he was experimenting. He had gone through his first wife and he was on to his second wife Margadith. She was a wealthy widow and he was using all of her fortune to continue on this. And he is the guy, this dirtbag is the one that came up with the first element and he did it trying to turn his piss into silver. He had noticed that when he was uh, boiling his piss, uh, a drop came out and it caught onto fire. And so he had made the uh, the first he had made the first element, and it was a phosphorus. And so, dig this guy. He's gone through two wives, trying to come up with an alchemical way to turn uh, to turn uh, to turn anything into silver or gold, and he does it with his own urine. He does it with his own urine, and he creates phosphorus. Phosphorus is a thing that glows. It's an inherently like a glowing... He made the phosphorus from his urine? From his urine. He was trying to make gold. He's he trying to make silver. He's trying to make silver. He was he trying made, to make silver. He made phosphorus. But he made phosphorus. Because there's phosphorus in urine. There's phosphorus in urine. His ratios were kind of screwed. He would use 5,500 liters of urine to produce 120 grams of phosphorus. Wow. So when you get into ratios of how much it takes, if you were doing it with like a slight, with a better system, he was about 5,000 more liters of urine than, uh, than needed. Hyper inefficient. 
Uh, but he got his uh, grams of phosphorus, and it's that filling, like, it's... So he's fucking pissing out silver. Right. He's pissing out a, a glow. And he keeps something. it... He keeps it secret to himself because he's like, oh, I'm onto it. Yeah, I'm so onto this it. guy has been going through his whole life trying to do it. And he finally gets it from his piss. Yes. He finally gets it from his piss. His recipe involved 16 hours of strongly boiling the urine. Yeah. 16 hours. Dude, this guy was determined. Well, that was just the recipe. At that point, I he mean, was just doing it. and you're out. And he had a lab, outside. man. He had a lab. He yeah, was probably inside. Hopefully he had a good hood. Could you imagine how smug you would be going through with that? Um, that's a pretty impressive story, you know? This is the kind of thing that makes me wonder about why did, why did we get on all these grooves? Why did we decide this was the way to name it? Who were these people that created these things? And how did they get it get the idea sold to everybody else? This guy was boiling his own piss for 16 hours trying to find silver? And furthermore, it just makes me sick that the whole time anybody has just been, everybody's just been trying to get rich. That's what everybody's kick on was on. That's their big inspiration. That's what 90 people, 90% of what people's inspiration is now still is just how to get rich. You talk to most men in a bar. The number this. one thing you That's can get them excited about is the, like 18, some money making idea. 1877, first meeting of the uh, London uh, Chemical Society. And it was, uh, yeah, the members would uh, seventy-seven members. They would gather to discuss seventy-seven members. to discuss uh, chemicals yeah. and what could be done with the chemicals. Yeah. And they would meet on the full moon. I don't think for the sense of being able to uh, be in line with the twenty-eight days and to be on some sort of cycle of the earth, but they would meet on the full moon so that they could travel at night and uh, not get jumped. Ah. And so they would meet together at the London Chemical Society and discuss uh, where the chemicals would be going and what would be happening. What I would like to see is some sort of roster of that of that list and to see what you know who whose grandkids are those? Who like where? Them? Like how far does that? Where did those descendants land? How far does how that go back? Connected to those people. First chaos came to be, but then next Earth. <sighs> That's crazy to think that as humanity, we do have that information too. We have a big digitized network grid of all of our DNA. Right? Where? Where? Um, all of those like genome projects and the people who like you can submit your blood and then they tell you you're, you know, this percent African and this percent, you know, West European or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Those people pretty much have one big map of well that and then also um Okay, so I this kind of Mormon, brings me to the atomic the church, number ideas. I want to cycle back into... The Mormon church is really big on their genealogy, too. So the Mormon church is like huge records of family trees. That stuff always freaks me out because then it's it just gets kind of like you're trees. in a club. Like, it's like, I'm not so into just knowing where you came from so that I know that you're in, you know, in this. But I think they're collecting information about everybody, not just the people in the church. So it's, it's, but whether it's they or, or somebody else, it, it probably should be better assembled. It would be interesting information to start to analyze, especially if you had some rad AI program that could analyze and find interesting patterns and things. What has our DNA done periodically? What, how many generations does it take before a genius is born again? Um, what do these things look like? What, how does the DNA build itself as different families you know, collide and interact generation after generation. We have a lot of information about how breeding works in animals and plants. How have we bred ourselves if we analyzed our own history? To yeah, you start getting a spreadsheet of like where geniuses can emerge and, and like where it, the... 
a, a huge database of every single human that we know about and all of the family relationships that they have through history. So we would know the 77 people that were at that meeting. I love that they have the list of like Adam to Eve to Kronos to whoever, you know, the next kids were. Like back in the day when you still had to get it on with your sister in order to move everything forward because you're still just living on the island of four or five people. You know, like they have that list. I've read that list. In, in those terms of like sure. where those people came from. Yeah, yeah. You didn't even have 13 people yet. Probably 12 or 13 is the number that like is important. On some tiny little island somewhere? Or just on the history of humanity from like Adam to Eve. From Adam to Eve? From Adam to Eve. I don't know. You That's just didn't even have... History, but maybe. You just didn't even have enough people yet. So probably once you got to 12 is once you got to enough people. I haven't done the math, but probably where you wouldn't have to have sex with somebody that you knew in order to just keep moving things forward. After 12? At some if point, there's a... Small, I mean, at some point, there's a ratio like that. villages... You, people were used to hanging out with you know 50 or 60 people i don't think it was like that i don't think it was ever like there was just two people but maybe and some people a lot of people say that it was i know a lot of people think that i'm not clear on it i can't argue one way or the other strongly yeah i would be uh just well then if they can spouting opinion at that point for me but i'm just saying i think that the evolution worked more like we just all slowly became from monkey to man monkey slowly became man there was always a ton of us yeah if you could make that chart or that data center of all the genomes of all of the people and then you could follow that back past man into monkey into neanderthals and then pass that into squirrels and to pass that into uh ocean animals and then pass Mm. that into like the if you could the the floating things going throughout the water that would be a great spreadsheet. And I would, would wonder if you would even be able to okay. read it. You could probably read it. And it would probably in our own sound awesome. Map, in our own Maybe it's everywhere right now and you just don't even know that you're seeing it. In our it's own probably the edge of everything. <laughs> it probably is the edge of everything. And if you could read it, then you would know exactly what to be doing. Because you're like, yes, this is what is happening. I believe that in our own reincarnation spirit map, you could go back... If, if we had this type of vision, we could see, oh, I was this human, I was this human, I was this human. That would go on for hundreds of thousands of lives for most of us. But then it would go back to, oh, but before I was a human, right immediately preceding human form, my spirit was a monkey, or my spirit was a lion, or my spirit was a dog, or this or that. Yeah, you'd need a pretty ethereal data center collecting thing, but that would be and then, so the, awesome. And then, to yeah, be able and then to... from there, you could be like, and then before I was a dog, I was this. And before I was this, I was, you know, yeah. a mouse. And before I was a mouse, I was a plant, etc. Um, I would cool. like that if it, when it came to you, you would like sort I think it truly was like that. I think uh, it traveled point... from form to form. So if you had, if you, once we get the cosmic view, which Okay, believe, check it. This is how you do it. We will get... You think to your attributes of what you are and who you are, mm-hmm. and then you trace it back to where those came from. No question. That's why I've got so, my power animals tattooed on my leg. So then you could feel it and you'd know that that is I what is coming through. strong rat energy. I'm pretty confident I would spend time as a rat yeah. at some point yeah. in my spirit yeah. history. Yeah. I don't know if I always get born as a rat, but... Right now, for some reason, I'm tuned into that rat periodicity. Yeah, this is the year of the rat. Pe- period- it's a year of the rat. The man. periodical nature of the rat. Yeah. We're in year of the rat right now. Yeah, right. I think that's right why it. I'm getting the powerhouse on this yeah. year. <laughs> and I was gifted with beautiful rats in my life again, which is nice to be. Can I hear your rat, rat names again? We have 
the two boys that we have are Mamises and Madises. And the rest of them are girls, and we have Auspice and Ospice and Mercy and Gilda the Grey. Gilda. Yes. Auspice. Mosi. Cloud is Mosi. Cloud is presently under the care of the original breeder that I got her from with her what I believe is a fifty percent wild breed of wild litter that she had. Oh, that's right, uh, you got the wild rat. She escaped. I think got pregnant during that time, and then we got her back. I'm really curious to see what Can happens. Can you imagine that with sex, that dude? She probably escaped to get laid. I don't she know. She probably heard that guy out there like wiling under the hay, and was well, just the like, "Thing is that I need some wild." Okay, I need the real deal. Cloud. You know that domestic rat dick is not going to be the same as the wild rat, <laughs> right? It would. Dude, dude, those fucking rats would leave live on a mountaintop. Those are mountaintop rats. They're like three to four times rats. the size of those pet rats. They're huge rats. Those wood rats are giant yeah. compared to a pet rat. Yeah. At some point, we go back and we were rats. I'm pretty sure that's like how they they trace it all back. Cloud in was... this like pinpoint data set of us going all the way back into it. Mm connect the dots cloud was only gone for two or three days whatever kinky experiences she got during that time was probably nothing compared to the two to three weeks that mercy was gone in the wild before we got her back now she's back with us you got mercy back and after she's two, three weeks. a changed rat she's not the same rat that when, as when she went out yeah she has a whole different energy now is she a bit more like aggressive or assertive she's a, she's a bit more feral she's uh more careful She's like just more like wild and kind of like yeah, being skittish and fearful is such like an introduction to the wildlife. Well, it she, takes a while like, to build the like, nobility of like a panther. Is, you can't a, just like jump into the jungle. It's a weird it combination takes, of like suddenly being more skittish and a bit more careful and more afraid of everything, but at the same time being fearless, more fearless because you've been through it and you know that you can face many tough things and you're not quite as afraid because well, you've so had many, many varied experiences and somehow come through it despite that it was all difficult. It she sounds is. like you're insane. No, she comes out more. It's I can't quite explain it. Oh, she so has she a comes out relate. more, her, but she's more like... Do, her, so she's checking it out more, but she's also like... Yeah, oh. it's, like, it's, like yeah, she, yeah okay. it's like she intoned to a whole different channel. She has a different relationship to fear. Intoned to a whole different I can't, channel. I can't say she has more or less fear. She just has a different relationship the and spheres, understanding to it now. The spheres... The spheres, but also her own personal fear. The I Egyptian think is a huge gods part of, of planets giving things to the people because when, you were endowed with. When our bodies get to the point where we're living a more extreme life, when we're uh, feeling like real physical discomfort that's bringing us on the verge of death, we get in touch with our fear in a way that most people in a comfortable society don't ever get. And when we do that, it's going to retune us. So the body gets this more extreme experience and we learn what fear is. We get like high on fear in a way that... When usually... you get in tune to the fear of death and you get in tuned in your body to a, a new extreme way. Mercy goes out into the world and for the first time she's not being fed food regularly and she's getting real deep hunger, like maybe dying hunger and she's getting cold at night in a different way and she's getting raped by wild rats and maybe interacting, maybe living amongst the wild rats. I don't know what her experience was during those two or three weeks, but I can almost guarantee that her metabolic state was more extreme during that wild life. 
And it's not an easy thing to live the wild life that's so rough on the body and breaks the body down. But it is living, and as much as we've tried to shield ourselves from it in our comfortable modern society, there's something to be said for that raw level of living. Eat a wild thing daily. That was told to me by guys out in the desert collecting uh, mm. pine cones. Mm. And they'd bring the pine cones and pull the pine nuts out of it so that their hands were both covered with sap. And they'd reach into their sacks and like pull out uh, um, different saps and collected like it was just brown muck resin that they said to me was like it was some sort of syrup or plant blood they were like this is important i don't want you to take this unless you're going to eat it Uh, but it was coming with the message of eat a wild thing daily and they had inside of their uh in front of their tarps tent uh up like a secret path up a hill amongst the pine trees in it was all these carcasses of uh of jackrabbits uh because they also hunted jackrabbits. And that's when I first saw the dude is uh, we're out in the desert hot springs where there's a koi fish that people have put in and the hot springs are made from, um, uh, it used to be old timey uh, travel on your horse and pony and take your, ho- uh, take your horse and have a, have a drink in a, in a trough. And that type of trough was what then they put the hot spring into. Uh, so you're sitting in that type of scenario and, uh, you're with just a bunch of bros who are on their way to Reno who are uh, smoking weed and listening to rap music and being too loud. Listening to the ghetto boys. And and then this guy comes up uh, hunting rabbits, hunting wild rabbits with his uh, twenty two rifle. Mm-hmm. And he seemed insane. I'd never quite seen somebody do that, especially like at a hot spring area. But then, yeah, they're hunting him later or hanging out with him later. That's definitely a different thing to be doing, but that guy was tuned into something. He was, was tuned into something. But that was far their Far out there on the bell curve, and yet maybe a good idea. Well, except it was completely centered in the bell curve, and that what they had said is you got to eat a wild thing daily. They're yeah. like, don't, don't skip out on that. Yeah. You got to eat a wild thing daily. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. John, I wanted to. Get a few moments on the atomic mass and the nature of numbers. Okay, you can do that, but I have one more thought I have to share before that. Okay. Clue me into that again after this thought, because I don't want to lose this thought. This is fresh off the presses. Your thought just now is fresh off the presses, so I need a minute to digest it. But I have one more thought that I want to share this evening, and it's about... um, Uh... I'm looking for the right word. There's a special word that's important to convey this thought. And it's when you have um, like a special priority privilege access to this thing. And the thing in this case is... VIP. Yeah. The thing in this case is um, information. Privileged. So like exclusive. The word I'm looking for is exclusive. Channeling. It's exclusive information. It's an information that some people are in the club and they get to know this information and other people are not going to get told this information. Oh, okay. okay. And so this is hot off the press. This is hot off the press. So Taya, some my of you wife, are Taya, know this and some of you aren't going to know I'm this. I'm thinking of this because of the hot springs that you were just talking about. Okay, exclusive information. All right. Oh, because this is the type of stuff that would Taya's be on a treasure MO. map. Taya has a modus operandi, how treasure she map. would operate with her good information when she gets prime information about a hot spring. Yeah. She ain't telling anybody about that. That's secret. She doesn't yeah. want more people to be there. Okay. She doesn't want to share her gold with somebody else. Yeah. That's yeah, secret. Totally. She At that same that hot spring only for was her a man crowd. traveling the country. What I have just realized. Orientating themselves 
by springs where water many comes out people, of the ground. Many people are most interested in this type of information. This type of information being exclusive information. Information that's oh, going to be kept sweet secret stuff. because yeah. it will keep them above other people. Dude, that guy Brand, the guy that Reed. turned his piss into phosphorus, he kept that secret for 10 years. That's because The only reason why he's talked about it is because a, another guy published he a paper. He'd be the and he was like, what? I came up with this before. I've been turning my piss into phosphorus for 10 years. Sure. And so, Dude, that's what alchemy was based off of secrets because people so, were freaked out about that. And this interest of smart people, the smart people who are interested in, in divulging this exclusive information that they tend to use for their own personal gain, has all been based in greed. And what's happening now is that mm, Baba mm. is dissolving that greed. Mm, mm. I have almost no, no interest in secret information that I'm not going to share with anybody. Any good in idea that I have... I only have the idea because I'm interested in bettering everyone's experience. Mm, wow. It's a good invite. It's a I think good you're idea. That. I don't think you're really acting that. It's a good idea for leaning me. Leaning out your car. If it's a good idea for me, then I would want that to be a good idea for everybody that everybody could share in that. It's not just going to make it so I get to live better than everybody else. Yeah. I'm only yeah. interested in this idea if it's going to improve everybody's yeah, life. Good notion. It's on the road to righteous, it. but good notion. I like it. I'm not saying that all of my acts are always like that necessarily, but believe it or not, I was trying to help that person behind me. Yeah, yeah. It might yeah. not seem that I was doing it in the most friendly way in that moment, but again, I didn't have the proper tools. It's a few steps away from Bond villain. It's a few steps away from like, I'm doing this for the story. goodness of humanity. As I brought that story up, I mentioned as a as a preamble that it was embarrassing because I knew I had done the wrong thing by getting angry. That was not the best tool to use at that time. Yeah. That was the only tool I had. No, no, no. True, 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 true. So you're only interested in the secret knowledge that will benefit everybody. everybody. You so are not, not an alchemist that are is, keeping it to yourself. I'm not interested in secret knowledge. I'm only interested you're a record in fresh label, public knowledge. You want to let it out there. I you're want a record all label. knowledge to be public you want it out. domain. Yeah, yeah. I want only open source information to be valued. I feel that. That's such a way to have things vetted, too, is to have it move through everybody. And mm -hmm. if it's something that everybody is agreeing upon, then it all of a sudden it becomes like I, air and it becomes like wind. It's something that's knowledge is just happening and we're just like it's there. I, so probably all of the secrets are out there completely public because they probably do all follow on that policy of like the best knowledge is public. Unfortunately, and I don't so think so. And so those secrets are just there. I think there. when you think about this... Those secrets are the fundamental elements. When you think Earth, about this exclusive wind, knowledge... water, air... Love. <laughs> well, there's different categories of exclusive knowledge because there's exclusive knowledge about how to control people, and then there's also exclusive knowledge about spiritual realities and nature. So there's different types of knowledge that you can get after, and some people have really taken a lot of time and gotten after certain things like control knowledge, and they've gotten good at it. I think that there's little clubs where they get the secrets about what's really happening and they know how to roll out the control The features. masons, the people that the knew masons, how to lay stones to and make the arches, yeah. the clock workers, the people who know how to wound the clocks, it's this, the people that could travel with information and make some sort of thing happening would start the clubs and then you end up mm -hmm. with a chemical club. It's, and you yeah. start passing it down and things would be based through some sort and of it, power. They would get more and more secret the whole time. Clubs yeah. within clubs. Clubs Only within the highest clubs would emerge. Clubs. Some the of the original clubs the of language... Has been there 
since the pyramids. You wouldn't tell anybody that other language because your vowels had the ability to make things. Your vowels had the ability they to had, weave was, gold with your words. That was why ancient Asia had different languages for the upper classes and lower classes. They devised different languages to separate that's so the classes. Rude. That is so rude. In different divisions. That is so people. rude. Yeah. yeah, but that's why the coolest language is always the ones in the lower class because you I don't, don't really want know. the upper class to know what you're talking about and so you make it sound fucking cool. Weird. And the upper class suddenly doesn't, you then you just make your own language. But I mean, that, I think that is the cycle of cool. Like the boom. Like it's like, that kind of thing around. I want me a bee hunter. I want me a bee hunter. So, privy to secret languages and secret knowledge that you're spreading out around the world. I dig it. I dig it. That's a great place to be. I think it's a good way. Mm -hmm. I want to empower everyone with new knowledge that floods me constantly. I'm getting flooded all the time. It's too much information for most people, but I just try to omit. I'm like an omitter. I want that knowledge to get out so that hopefully somebody can pick up on it and tune into it and then do something with it. I do as much as I can with it, but I'm just one man. It's too much information for one man, so I spout it. I want to read some. Uh, I want to read some Hamlet. Forgone all custom exercises, and indeed go so heavenly with my disposition that this goodly frame, the earth, seems to me a sterile propitiator. This most excellent canopy, the air, look you, this brave, oh, engaging ferment. This majestical roof fretted with golden fire. Why, it appears no other thing to me than a foul and pestilent congestion of vapors. What a perfect thing to hear while smoking. What a piece of work is man. How noble in reason, how infinite in faculty, in form and moving, how express and admirable in action like an angel, in apprehension, how like a god the beauty of the world, the paragon of animals. And yet, to me, what is this quintessence of dust? Man delights not me, nor woman either. That's the sound of an aluminum can. That's the sound of an aluminum can. What is this quintessence of dust? What is this quintessence of dust? We can arrange it as thus. Periodically, we can see the changes as it adds up some chemical structures as they're making their space in between it arranges. Some say it's a spiral and some others come with a table better to read and so you can see the thoughts that you conceive to see that it's all made up of this. It's in you and me and it reaches out into the stars and planets and comes in orbits and makes itself some sort of math that you can graph in a song if you are there, if you are there to sing along. What is this? This quintessence of dust. You can feel it in me and it reaches back to you the same thing that we could breathe it's the same it's phosphorus it glows it's inside you are you not a quintessence are you not a god if you could piss and glow would you not you do oh you do oh you do oh you do oh you do Ah, I want to do that thing where I go big, but I don't want to do it at night in the middle of this place. It's too close to the neighbors to is raise my voice as high is it as though? I'd like to. Yeah, it is. Is it though? Um, at this moment, I have to hold myself back with some restraint. Fire in the hole!
Kyle, would you like to hear the vocal exercises that I've been doing from this like powerhouse vocal? Yes, I have been curious about that. This. I will do. When I'm into cassettes, I'm into you converting cassettes into analog because it yes. seems as if that's the transformation of okay. some sort of physical Taya thing into I. this digital realm. Taya. I'm into you doing these vocal exercises and being on the edge of your cliff and just opening up your lungs and, and your the chest nasal edge. and feeling it. And I don't even know the nasal edge. And that's also why I'm interested is because this is secret knowledge. It's also open to everybody. And right? the nasal edge is a yes, place that you have exactly. all of us on the front of our noses. It's mm -hmm. probably the first thing in front of you a lot of times your nose is further along than your dick in the proximity of horizontal lines that graph your body in a silhouette and so the nasal edge is a place that you probably end the last of your sounds and sounds originally would come back from a place where you could create gold you could create worlds you could live as a rat just through your sounds mm. but then we've moved away from all that we've come into this language and this language is based off of bells that keep us in some sort of time that was made some from gregorian chants that do they know do they know are they hip to what is going on are they helping you and me or are they helping some sort of greed and greed ultimately helps us because just more and more and more and where have we gone but that far so here we are at the edge of it and it's some sort of sound and so yeah i want to hear these sounds i want to know what's up i want to open myself beginning to get a bit of the nasal edge now where the sound is penetrating powerfully into my nasal cavities which is quite close to the organs androgynous to the body that produce dmt Whoa! our voice and learn to fully and completely open relaxing the jaw raising and tilting the head just slightly to project the sound up into the heavens and creating an arc with the sound that travels far and wide to fill as large of a space as possible both inside of our bodies and outside of our bodies and that sound resonates and it vibrates inside and it creates our a nasal edge that we can viscerally feel inside of our head vibrating and it feels almost annoying in our side of our own heads because it's it's like distorting inside my own ear as I'm doing it a bit but I'm realizing that it's just the max capacity of my natural voice that's happening inside myself and it actually it's just the fullness it probably I think actually sounds better to other people than it does inside my own head because I'm filling my own head so much with it. I don't know, frankly, but I'm not concerned with it. What I'm doing is I'm just turning it up as far as it goes and yet it's still safe and comfortable and experimenting with what that feels like in order to get it as big as possible. Again, it's loosening of the jaw, slight lift in the head. Right? At some point, you're going to have to communicate across mountains. Mm-hmm. 
at some point you're going to have to communicate across From valley valleys. to valley. If uh, we don't have a calliope, we may need to learn about this nasal edge. Yes. Mm-hmm. Communicating the new time so the, the nasal origin, edge. The origin of this nasal town. edge knowledge. Wait. Okay. This came to me. I just, I need to acknowledge the source of this cassette tape knowledge, which is that Taya and I were visiting the shaman who married us. And I uh-huh. saw this cassette tape series about um, unleashing your, you know, potential in your voice. I love cassette tapes theories. I love mm. it too when it comes with an attribute that you could have as if it's a like a superpower. Mm-hmm. But unleashing means that it's been inside you. The dogs are released. Exactly. The porpoises are released. Yes. Release the ant colony. It's something that's on the edge of your vocal cords and your nose wanting to come out. That is why I love this album by the Dirty Projectors in Bjork. These people, I these artists. They got together. That's so fucking wild, dude. dude. Good I have not combo. been feeling the Dirty Projectors recently. Really? You I are like, aware of them i know i'm aware of them i was feeling the uh the, when you first sent me hip to the album maybe like uh i uh yeah okay okay she's in it that's the nasal edge go bajor them all meeting up together dude because is so hip to all of that vocal bit those two uh, chicks the from the dirty projectors yeah yeah how strangely annoying their voices sound that's what i'm saying i've not been into vocal they're hitting the nasal edge so hard i don't like the dude i don't like his sound his sound is so real we didn't hear any just now but his his what that dude did is not real it's just been annoyed he that's what i'm saying he explored his vocal body entirely and he's just unleashing it he's not abashed at all he's showing the world everything about his vocal body yeah well it's hitting some emotional resonance that Boom. sounds to me like like uh fake or no nah, like i don't know the right word for fucking pussy like dude he's hanging out with the most beautiful chicks and it's because he's sensitive and in tune with his emotions yeah 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 but i don't mean pussy in the sense of a woman i mean pussy in the sense of like just weak like emotional <laughs> this is so this is, 
like this, this podcast is no longer <laughs> flying with the words that we're using right now. <laughs> well, that's why I was hesitant because I know that the, I don't have the word. I'm just I know the concept in my in my head. The concept Shh. is pussy. What does that mean to you? Can we explore that word more? Because what you're talking about is a female body part. I know, Sean. But I if know, a man is that's what I'm saying. That, I don't have the what word. What does it mean? I, it's like hit. a man who's too feminine. His energies are too feminine. And he I just think have that masculine po- energy is that is that synonymous or is that different? I don't have it all figured out. Yeah, I yeah. don't have the word, but that's what I'm saying. And right. I know that it's the right, edge right. of a word that's not quite there because why would you call something the ba- place that you want well, to go? Why would you, you call something like, like the most beautiful flower in the world? Why would you call it a guy, pussy? Kyle, you don't but like what it guy, is, what the pussy said. is, is something that is something like kind of... Something he's doing is this, an energy that makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's resonating in the weakness of me as a man. Mm. And I'm like, why would you do that? That's not like a... Because he's exposed his weakness and what he received was beautiful women surrounding him and he gets to sing with them. <laughs> no, it's true. His band ethos and the fucking movement of the band is great. And I have definitely been a Dirty Projectors fan. But I'm saying there's... It's like too much of it. And now when I hear I the tunes, I'm like, dude, Bita Orca. That's the, the album. I was trying to remember it. It's Bita Orca. Bita Orca. I don't know how it's pronounced. So good. That one. Yeah. 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 When I was on that, that I was just like so, so Man. in. So in. I got to hear those tunes being played at the Brookdale Lodge. You in, saw them at Brookdale Lodge. In, in cohort, uh, in transport with Lily Falconer by my side. And I was doing my kind of Burning Man thing where I had, you know, like neckties tied all over my elbows. Oh, and that's right. And I remember so when I you were wearing just fucking ribbons. neckties everywhere. I was doing that at that show and it was such a good show. Those dirty projectors are just So you saw them dude. underneath by the pool? They're bringing that ancient African hocket musical culture and reintroducing how cool that is to people. What is a hocket? The same thing that you and I have done frequently on our albums where we try to entice the listener to sing along with our album. Hocket. 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 Hocket is is like a little pocket of music that you get to introduce. You introduce your little part, but because it's a community music-making endeavor, everybody just has their little chunk that they put in. It's like everybody's doing a sample bit. So if I go, we've done it before. If I go, yep, and then you come up with a different thing. Uh, Oh, yep. 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 So you can imagine this gets cooler when there's six of us and we're each doing different things and maybe we're not just making animal noises, but we're just making like a couple of notes or whatever, but it ends up making a melody and a musical rhythm. This is Hockett, a complex thing that's being built by multiple people contributing one small piece. This is my research point that I want to jump into is at what point Hockett's came from galactic entities maybe the planets maybe just aliens maybe further stars yeah in some sort of celestial beams into some sort of african beats and so you could have a direct contact with those celestial beings through the beats that first formed on the west african shores when they were just digging into beats for the first time because that would be the arrival of the beans the beans coming down in the form of the beats. Mm-hmm. You know, if an mm-hmm. alien's going to mm-hmm. show up, it's going to show up possibly, musically. quite probably, musically, and it's yeah. going to come up in a rhythm, and it'll just be like, right. you know, Inspiring you're going to get them, right? Rhythm. If aliens showed up when we first split the atom and started blowing up bombs, they're also going to show up when we first started banging sticks and making beats, because they're like, all right, this is the time that we arrive. And so they hawk it down with them. And those beats have continued on and exist, and it would probably be a similar communication that you could keep with those celestial beings. So as long as they're good-natured, and they 
I would assume that they are. I guess that they probably they're something. Yeah. They're probably all sorts of something. I hear what you're saying. But I would like to know those beats because they do exist. You know, people well, are still same, playing those the beats. Same, the same. So everybody likes cowbells. The same phenomenon you're describing, I think, has happened at a different layer with the science fiction, because all the ideas that the science fiction writers have gotten maybe have been channeled through entities that know, you know, different things about technology, and it's all been preparatory work. It's like the arts are always in advance of what society is doing. Our ideas are always way ahead of where we are, and so we're building towards these things. And oftentimes, I'm dreaming always, through the day. I have always Quote, felt that music, men and dwarf. Music is the most advanced one that we have. And I think music is at the cutting edge of what we're thinking about. Um, okay, this this needs to back to what I want to dig into, the atomic mass and numbers and what those numbers correlate with. Because it is numbers. Yeah. It is numbers and stacked things on top of each other. It is. It is numbers. And that is also it is then things. musical. It is diagrams. It is graphs. All right. And it so when waves. I thought about it, it of why membranes. magnesium would be 12 and why phosphorus would be 15, yeah. it's not that it's the sound of the number or it's 12 or it's 15, because as we've heard with the Gregorian chants, those are just overlays that have existed on top of it. Is What it is is that it's 12 of something. It's 12 of the protons. protons. It's 12 eggs. Neutrons. It's phosphorus. It's, tw- it's 15 of the protons. So what it comes down to is what happens when you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten fingers. What happens when you have ten of something? Yeah, and what is so, ten again on the periodic chart? Hold on, pulling it up. So then it comes into what is the significance of numbers? And then you start counting your orifices. You start counting all the hairs on your head. Ten is neon. Neon. Thinking about glow. Neon. Man. Neon. So neon hits that advertising vibe hard. That makes us want things. Uh, it's a that wave. neon it's gives a wave. us like very pure, strong colors that we almost never get to see in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, powerful that neon. Unless you hang out with hummingbirds, kind of as I do, to satisfy and then you see pink and orange right in the doing. morning this is before ten, even the sun is out. Ten is like the ultimate power of experience in that way. Ten is so profound in its turning point and its stability, and yet it's can. You know, I don't know that much about neon. I should understand the properties of that whole column more, frankly. Um, <laughs> they're all so beautiful, and their energies really are linked to those numbers. Um, what is seven? Seven is nitrogen, dude. Nitrogen. That's so fundamental to our life. Isn't that like second or third beyond carbon? Where is that? Carbon's eight, right? Um... No, oxygen is eight. Nine. Eight is oxygen, nine is fluoride, Mm -hmm. seven, nitrogen. Six is carbon. Six is carbon. Six is carbon? we are so carbon. So much of us is just carbon, carbon, carbon. So it's interesting that this 666 is almost like the the evil number, you know? Because that's like what we are, is this stacks of sixes all right hexagons of sixes this is a list of the numbers like 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 the table which is organized in is up this and down mm-hmm. and so 19 what does 19 feel to you what does 20 feel to you 
What does 22 feel to you? What does titanium feel to you? What does coronium feel to you? What does 24 feel to you? What does yeah. nickel feel to you? Hey, guess what is the moon number? 28 and, is nickel. And you know, Kyle. And so I need to, I just, this is not, what I'm coming to. Is it's not what like is I, I don't have these memorized, nor am I guessing them right. So it's not like I can just be like, oh, 24. Of course, that would be this element. Because I don't truly, you know, have that perfect knowledge of all of them put together. Okay, but well, they if do. You, but if I'm, were, my claim, like, if my claim is that they do have those with energies. All of your effort as a scientist yeah. and feel what it was. How do you think your research would go in discovering? And do you think it would be something that you would Cronium, spend all your time? Dude. In? And would it be the secret knowledge that Wait, you would it? want to spout to the world? Chromium, chrome, chrome is twenty-four. Do you see how attractive the number 24 is to us? And it's all based on 12s, doubling up 12? Of course chromium will be 24. We all want that blingy chrome, shiny, beautiful, strong, wonderful, shimmering chrome. Of course 24 would be... We would be very attracted to that number. Okay, 25. Manganese. I'm sorry, I don't know much about manganese. I'm going to look it up. Manganese. Manganese is a chemical element with the symbol MN, like the Minnesota state that I lived in for several years. It is not found as a free element in nature. 25 does not exist in nature. It is often found in minerals in combination with iron. So it doesn't really, in nature, live by itself. It lives in very strong, strong places, like iron, which, of course, is iron, excuse me, is a very heavy... I have to look it up. What is iron? Mm, iron is number 26. So 25 and 26 like to hang out together. 25 and 26 love to hang out, and they end up making some of the heaviest of things. This manganese, it doesn't exist alone. It needs 26 in nature. 25 and 26 always hang out. It's a transitional metal with a multifaceted array of industrial alloy uses, particularly stainless steels. Of course, 25 would be all over our stainless steels. We need 25 is one of those core, like, Fundament, fundamental, foundational to the 100, to the metric system. It's a quarter. It's just, I mean, it's right there. It's like 10, it's like 15, it's like 5. It's that kind of very foundational Pentagon powerhouse build the whole universe off of this 10s decimal system number. 25 is intensely profound. Of course it would be right there inside of iron and inside stainless steel. Do you see how they line up? Do you see how they fit the numbers that they really are? Give me more numbers. What else do you want to learn about? I don't see how their numbers line up you and how the that? numbers fit how what they really are. Because you'd so have to have a to sense of what numbers are and do. I've been thinking about I don't really think of a sense of what numbers are and well, do. It's because you're not in love with them. You learned to hate them in school. When I didn't learn to hate numbers. I no. don't know if I'm not in love with them either, though. Well, what's your relationship with numbers? How do you feel about them? Why do you not think about certain relationships with them? What do you... Is it just a non-relationship? Is it an interest that hasn't been fully formed yet? Or is it... Why am I not in love with numbers? I'm totally in love with numbers. They're very exciting to me. They're foundational. They're at that interest level of frequencies and music. 
for me, I just want to f understand those very fundamental concepts. And that's, maybe I'm starting to be, I don't know. I don't know. You're maybe getting, I'm getting to know them. I I mean, that's what I'm getting to know. Of, and just, I'm, I'm like, I'm curious theory. why the numbers are doing what they're doing and I, where this is coming I don't, from. I don't mean to project on you something that may not be true for you, mm, but nice, whether, nice. whether, whether you know it or not, I theorize that many of us have been damaged by our educational experiences. The damage has been done in a way where it just creates these painful blockages and channels in the brain that we don't want to go to because what we associate with is this feeling of shame and guilt where we were stupid and someone didn't explain something very well to us and we didn't understand it. So and then we were penalized with a bad like grade. I'm like cloud coming back from the wild. And so, I've been penalized by the bad grade in school, and so I'm as, scarred and feral to numbers, and numbers are is, the actual wild source the, of everything. The channels in your brain that lead to understanding numbers probably have some kind of an emotional scar tissue around them, because you don't want to go down those channels anymore after you've been number-fucked by the society that we live in with desks. I don't know if I don't want to go down them because I'm pretty curious well, okay. about these numbers and just but what they new, are. I just somewhat I just don't know what 109 is. Right? 109, Dude. Mike. 109. How did you pick that? Because you know 108 is highly fundamental to me. Like 109 is one of those skewed numbers that I don't think about or pay attention to much. Yeah. But 108 is like I think about that almost more than 100. Yeah. What yeah. is 108? Is that like an 808 beat or something? It's the number. It's the the number of uh, Hindu gods. There's 108 Hindu gods, um, and I don't know why, but in my tuning in, in my love of numbers, in my rhythms and things, and understanding, I just get 108 a lot more than I get 100. Yeah, yeah. Um, but 109 is not so important to me. That's Hassium. That less in love with. Hassium is 108. Mm. 109 what is, is Hassium? Hassium? Hassium. How do you spell Hassium? H-A-S-S-I-U-M. Hassium properties. Health effects. Of, the first thing it says on Google, health effects of Hassium. Environmental effects of Hassium. 264.8 grams per mole. Wait, density unknown? That can't be right. What is this? Periodic elements. Density Tell unknown. That's I want to know awesome. more words. You're not giving. There Density we go. Density unknown. A synthetic chemical element expected to have chemical properties similar to those of osmium and a silvery white or metallic gray color. I guess they're assuming that because of this periodic nature of the elements. So, mm. hasmium does not have any known applications, and little is known about it. As it is so unstable, any amount formed would decompose to other elements so quickly that there's no reason to study its effects on human health. <laughs> Fuck you, Google! <laughs> oh, this is good times. Thank you, Baba, for answering us. The energy of 108 is quite, in fact, intact.
Pass me them. I had no idea. So you're going to set me up with free loops? I'm trying to. What do you I gotta... realized, unfortunately, that I don't actually have the installer. So I'm having to kind of figure out if I can um, download an older version of it, which I'm sure I can somehow. Fruity Loops 8. What is this book? Download. This is your code book? I wanted to show you this. This is I'm keeping multiple journals. I should have brought my um, clipboard writings that I've been doing, but we'll have to save that for the next podcast. This is, I've, I'm realizing I might have to do it kind of holographically because I keep missing whole days here. You're talking about your journal? This is journaling now. Um, so I might have to like, I'm realizing I'm going to have to do dates. This is October 12th, 2020, but I missed October 11th. So maybe I'll go back in 2021 and see what happened in October 11th on 2021 and compare it to what happened on 2020. I don't oh, know. Okay, we're holographic. I'm, just, I, I'm realizing I just can't do it every day. Yeah. Some days I get it all in, other days I don't. It's a but small it's a nice space. Little book. It's like the space of an inch that you're trying to fill in your entry for that day. Well, it's like two to three sentences, one, two, three, four, five times a day. And I'm realizing that this is a great rhythm for me. If I could pull this thing out five times a day and write two to three sentences about what's happening in my day, I think this is some of the best journaling that I could probably do. Oh, because then you get it throughout the day. It's two to three sentences. It's almost like a, it's, it's almost like a list, it's but it's, it's like what's it's, important in my consciousness boiled down to two or three sentences five times a day. Yeah, what a good way to tune into with just actually the day and what's happening. Yeah, it, and it's reflective in the and nature that you have to like get it down there and, then and it's to a know note what it is. That if I read that later, it will remind me of everything that was going on that day. Yeah, the spark of it. The spark of it. Dude, I dig it. I dig it. So then it's the, the filled out. It's got the gold leaf outer line in the uh, community watch area pol- police uh, sticker on the front with the sleuth with the checkout. Yeah, I was digging uh, from the clipboard to the, to the five-point entry journal to the uh, running the checklist that Baba had shut you down on of just uh, keeping a checklist right. throughout your day of well, different phone, things that you had activated and what you needed to do. The discussion that we were having around that, are we still recording? We're in, we're in. The discussion that we were having around that that day was whether this list, the tool, whether it should be digital or on paper. Yeah, yeah. And Baba shut down my digital thing. Because we were trying to be same, scientists and record data. At the same time. And so time, he was doing a checklist of his data. Within a few days And then days the program that. would then create his data into graphs, and he could see his data in some sort of graph and then gather new information about whatever he was making his checklist for. Well, for whatever reason, he didn't like that digital graph program that I was trying to use. And he, within days of it, supplied me a paper program that I could use that was perfect. So he he tuned me in. I was on the wrong path about this tracking. I had a question about the tracking, which I had clarified for him. And then he clarified for me the answer. And it yeah. was not the one that I was going on. And what you're getting with this versus the check marks is that the check marks were just, you were filling out the bubble of those things that you had done for the day, but this is <laughs> actually mean, a record of what was individually going on in the day. Okay. With that check mark app program thing, what I was trying to create was this, all these divisions and subcategories so that all I had to do was a digital click, yes or no, and that I would somehow get information about my day that would then be long graphed. Oh, that's right. So it would that's take your entries for. and then... Uh... But I think that what Baba's saying 
is that this is better. It's better to have three sentences entered five times a day, even though it could never be graphed by a computer. If I look at the middle of this day, number seven, and it says rough time with Bay. Mm, uh, I have to read my own handwriting. Making him, oh, making him be independent. Getting... It's the glitch of handwriting. I'm sorry. That's, I, a, that's, a, that's a scientist been, thing. We're scientists. We got it. We're coming up to the edge of penmanship. Handwriting is important. We're coming up to the edge of penmanship. We need to get back to where we care about penmanship. So wait, let me finish the thought. Um, getting solar panels off the roof. Going soon to pick up a sink. Uh, this was just the middle part of five parts of my day. Yeah. And I, I dare say that that's more important. That that has more information and is probably a better way to... to to try to track it for me than something that was like dialed in with numbers and entry points in the spreadsheet. And you would graph it through memory too. Yeah, it does. We have to trust our minds. We have to trust our hearts and our ancient memories, which is lies in the heart and in the blood and in the DNA. That's that spreadsheet that that we're trying to create with all all the DNA. We have a type of memory that exists beyond the experiences we've collected in our lives and in our brains because it's the experience in our blood it's a memory that lives in the in the heart and it comes from our past lives and it has those energies of the animals you can't that run we've been. from your karma no because your blood is not a cop your blood you is not a cop. run from what's inside you not it yes shake it no, no. nod your head what, what a melon, melon ride <laughs> terrible things, things are going to happen not that's yet. the shake system Good tunes, ants and cats. <laughs> well, dope, man. So, how'd you feel about a music video shoot? Wait, right now? How'd you, how'd you, just how'd you feel about it? How did I feel about it? I felt good about it. Yeah? I felt better about this one than the first couple. And so, What was different between this one and the other one? Like, performance-wise? I don't know. Like, I was, was just, just like, more comfortable like with it. With the idea of... Yeah. I was more comfortable with our interaction for whatever reason. That uh-huh. was going more fluidly. Yeah. That we had. The interaction between me on the camera and you being the action. Yeah. And then the camera moving and just kind of it mm-hmm. being a dance between. I feel like some of those discussions get, we had like, the, the first up. day about like the developing the line and then moving through it. In watching the footage of the other, uh, of, uh, of the edit O one and just good. seeing uh, sometimes your face would follow the camera like later it's like you would go and make the line that the camera just did like write it as if the camera had become a track and i was, was like following it yeah huh. but there was like this you were behind it so then it was fun yeah. because you got to see like the ride of it right. on the track of where it had been that's cool yeah it was cool it was cool um yeah i'm looking forward to showing you the edit when one you... to just see just what we're working with as far as like vocal lag and like just scenes and picture quality and, and sound and all that i think the reason today was smoother was because we had that communication process. Then we had several nights to sleep on it. So our subconsciouses 
were able to click in and groove into that those oh, communications that happened integrate the knowledge it, of it integrated the knowledge over several sleep cycles so that yeah. then our subconsciouses were working together during those evenings of dreaming into creation thank you and you see so what that does is that then we come into this one and it's all much smoother because we've synchronized that's fucking fantastic how that happens how you do integrate with what you practice or what you have wanted to happen. Yeah, and we have to put out these kind of quirky, like, unbalanced, kind of wonky, gonna-fall-over ideas at first, but then someone else comes in with a third leg and sticks it under there, and suddenly the whole idea stands. And it needed the extra input, but in order for the input to fit and to be received, it takes a couple of nights of sleep. People don't realize that it takes, like, oh, let me sleep on it is totally true and important and valid we have yeah, the to integration that happens a night in or two or three three nights is the best the rest. full integration of a new idea takes three nights to sleep on you think three nights mm-hmm. what takes three nights to integrate Wait, where, are you this? where are you getting this three nights <sighs> i'm getting just that just from feel no you got it from your calendar i'm getting that from the wisdom council process oh you're 12 people no Wisdom Council is something that my friend Karina's on to, and they've been using it a lot in German government. They're trying to create this new wise democracy that they're integrating, and it's a process that they have to get group consensus, large group consensus for complex problem solving. How do you get everybody with very different opinions to agree on a single solution for something that everybody agrees is a problem? Um, And the answer is that you have to sleep on it at least three nights in a row. The whole group has to talk. And then they have to keep talking each day and do it at least three days in a row to get the sleep cycles included. And then by the third day, they're, they're all manifesting the same vision. Ooh. Something must happen then in three mm-hmm. nights, or it's just the appropriate amount of That's time. That's what I'm saying. It takes at least three nights for the subconscious to start to click into a new idea. Yeah, it is. That's oh, good. You wouldn't want to just jump in on for one night. One. Right. Any kind of dream can happen. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. You did. Oh, yeah. Good, passionate performance. Oh, I have to turn it up. You got so into... Uh, the new one? Today or... Today, yeah. yeah you got so into... Uh, uh, I'm looking territory forward to seeing your cuts, like the... dude. The whole plan... I don't know if you have any thumb drives. If not, I can loan you one because I have quite a few extras. We're going to get you something that looks like this. Okay. It's going to have an entire operating system with Fruity Loops, with all of our projects and our samples and sound sources and everything you need to make music and all you have to do is plug this in to a computer and i'm going to teach you a magic little trick so that regardless of whose computer this is and what operating system they're running you will be able to boot in the operating system of your choice and all of your files will be there as if it was your own desktop right off of this thumb drive that's nice yes so then you'll any computer you're at plug that thing in boot it and then you'll be able to do a little bit of this type of dj editing on fruity loops Dig it, dig it. Yeah. No, we'll start passing songs back and forth some too. This. That was fucking fun being in your think out on top of the hill. Spitballing uh free move sound ideas. Mm-hmm. Sitting with the hood open in the darkness of night. Mm. Nice. That was a good time. Yeah. So part of this process is to figure out which of these is ready to go. Cause I learned a magic trick when I was in MRI, uh, Miners Revolution Incorporated. It was how to boot the computer from a thumb drive. 
and that enables, if you set your thumb drive up just right, you can have your whole operating system on it. You can boot right from it. So I have a few of these set up so I can boot from Ubuntu. I think I might have had one set up as a Windows installer too, because we might want to reinstall your Windows. But it would be really... I, I would love to play with this. I should check my timing on all this, but I would love to get going on Ubuntu. I was reading that you can run Fruity Loops pretty well on this Linux program. Mm -hmm. And that's the open source version. That's like, fuck Windows, fuck Apple. We're programmers. We're releasing it. It's all free. It's all open source. It's Linux. Mm. Um, so this is the type of information. This is the like. hacker shit. This is the no secret. This is the no secret information. This is the we want to share it with everybody freely and type of wavelength of computing and open source yeah um so i hear fruity loops runs pretty well on linux so you would be able to that would be rad that would i want to level up with you i want to level you up and me at, at the same time if possible is your pro program going i want to hear fruity loops. oh well we could just jump into the sound but that's that's your candy what we need All to do is get you making the sound on your computer so go get your laptop it's okay. charged. Okay. Or we can plug it out here if you want to be quite as simple as you might anticipate. What's um what's next week? Next week? Yeah, next week what's on the podcast. Yeah, on the, on the podcast. What are we gonna research? I mean if this week if if last week we were interested in the void so or uh, I wanna go in the clipboard. I was actually getting into every single note work. I think.